Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Welcome, Courageitarians. Today's review is actually a personal message I received from our awesome friend, Jacqueline, who just said that I just wanted to let you know that I've been listening to them and finding them so valuable. You guys are rock stars. Love the podcast. So thank you, Jacqueline. We love you too. (laughs) Thank you, Jacqueline. That was so sweet. Well, today we're going to talk about wanted soulmate. What is the soulmate? So who are your true soulmates? With some people, you feel such a profound connection that you wonder if you have known each other in previous lives. And you think, can it really be true? What is a soulmate? And is it compatible with having a kindred spirit or a twin soul? Can you have only one or Are you lucky enough that there are more soulmates out there for you? These are questions that I asked myself when I went on a trip to Nicaragua in 2015. So I'm interested, Tanya, what are your thoughts about true soulmates? Um, So I I definitely feel, um, as you're posing these questions, because I didn't read ahead in the notes because I wanted to be present. Um. I really feel like you can have multiple soulmates and I don't think that a soulmate is necessarily just a lover. I think that, you know, there can be soulmates that come into your life to, to teach you things. And I don't think that a soulmate is necessarily needs to be in your life, in your life forever. Um, Meaning that if they, I mean, obviously somebody that you could find yourself being soulmates with could pass, but also, you know, they may move on and that's a a part of life. But I I absolutely believe that soulmates, that you have more than one, that that there's just sometimes you have a kindred spirit, you're connected to somebody and it it, um, just becomes a lifelong bond. Yeah. So I and have I more than one for sure. You have more, you've had more <laughs> than one. Yeah. I, you know, and I always, I, I've always been of the belief system that, you know, people come into your lives for a reason. You cross paths with someone for a reason. And, you know, they don't always have to stay in your life the entire time. Um, sometimes uh, they're there and you've, you've learned what you needed to learn and connected in a way that you needed to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's kind of expired and moved on. Mm -hmm. Um, Gert Kimball, a Dutch writer, distinguishes between soulmates and kindred spirits. And he says, Cabal says, we all come to this world as half a soul. We stumble around our existence, trying other halves, preparing for the day when we will meet our kindred spirit. God created Adam and Eve, and this is why we walk around with half a soul. And it is our task to find our other half and reunite with him or her to make us whole again. The concept of being half a person and missing the other half can be found in many myths and traditional tales. 
So Plato described it in his book Symposium in the 4th century BC. He said that all people were uh, spherical and very strong. And Zeus split them down the middle and halved people's power and at the same time doubled the number of people who could make offerings to God. And Apollo turned faces towards the side of the lund so that people would understand what happened to them and reflect on their behavior. So there are reasons that uh, Aristophanes told the story was to explain the phenomenon of um, eric erat- erotic, erotic. <laughs> <laughs> See, these old things, I always have a hard time with them. That was fine. I love this. <laughs> and and Kimbin suggests to find out if the person is your kindred spirit or not, is to not sleep with them for a month and see if the energy still flows. And can you spend the night after night talking and dancing? If your time together seems infinite, it is more than just trust. And the attraction of the soul is as strong and vibrant as the physical attraction. Hmm. And so when I was researching for this call, I, I, you know, of course found this history all very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Same. I, I feel like um, maybe some of the philosophy here is just to kind of explain the duality and, and kind of the difference between men and women. I think, um, I think, to me, soulmate was not necessarily a member of the opposite sex. So it's interesting. But I did also um, kind of see kindred spirit and soulmate as the same. And maybe mm-hmm. at least uh, uh, Kempel here uh, and looking at the Kabbalah sees it differently. I mean, I, the Kabbalah is a religious text, so I can see where it would be, you know, more of a, a description of why men and women you know what I mean, should be together. I could see it as that. Um, but I, I feel I, the concept of being two halves is very interesting. Um, and, you know, I'm conflicted there because I don't know how I feel about that because part of me feels that um, in order to be a good partner, to be the best partner that you can be, then you should be whole yourself Mm -hmm. and not be looking to fill a void with someone else Um, and at the same time I have relationships where you know I mean even with my husband he's very much the the peanut butter to my jelly you know what I mean like we do (laughs) have different things that come together um, that make us um, a stronger unit but I also think that we are we have a strong relationship because we both did a lot of work on ourselves and we both experienced a lot of things to make ourselves whole and kind of healed some old wounds before we got together. And that's why our relationship isn't as toxic as maybe both of us have had in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so think what that, do you think? I think you definitely have to be a whole person and do your own work. Like when it says, you know, two halves to make a whole, I don't see that as two half people. I see it as two people who have done their work and are whole within themselves, but then complement each other to become something even greater. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting for me too um, to think about, you know, kind of the 
where uh, marriage and things seem to be going and to look back and, you know, is that the difference between, and the more ancient texts, the difference between soulmates and kindred spirits where, where soulmates more the man and wife marriage that is so traditional and like kindred spirits were the other relationships that we had with same sexes. Um, and and yeah. I think, I think our, our perspective of marriage and, and soulmates and kindred spirits is becoming a bigger umbrella now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think religiously, I think that, um, you know, it was very much fr- same sex relationships were, um, when it comes to like the concept of marriage or lovers, a romantic relationship were much more frowned upon. And I think that Honestly, I, I think that it just served a purpose. I think that r- religious texts use that because procreation required a male and a female. So it just made more sense that, and they're from a religious standpoint, like how do we create more people? So mm-hmm. I, I do get that that was much more about uh, growing populations. Whereas now I think we can reflect that, um, you know, that's not necessarily a, a such a need baby girl um so it's not necessarily required and there that's where I feel like oh I think soulmates are absolutely possible of same sex I'm sure that there's plenty of people who um are in same-sex relationships that feel like they've found their other half or feel like they you know have their soulmate um that I think maybe this was just the religious text's way of um delineating yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and kind of saying well this is the proper way to do it and I don't necessarily think that that's so you know and I definitely have um some close people in my life that are you know same gender as me but I feel like we're you know very much together a yin and yang relationship that we we fill each other and, and make each other better. I think to me, um, if I had to define what a soulmate was, I think that that would be part of the definition as that, um, you know, you're connected, but, but that person improves you and you improve that person. Yeah, I agree. And that, that kind of leads me to my, my next point. Uh, Thuf suggests that you consider how many stars would you give your spiritual affinity? So think of it like, you know, earning stars for a restaurant or a hotel. So five-star relationships, you recognize each other's ideals and missions in life. And is that your that feeling that you have known each other for years and could talk the rest of your life. And if you have the same goals in life, the same ideals, the same values, you know where you want to go. And you recognize that in each other and then your kindred spirits. And these two individuals function as if there were one, if they were one, right? Two bodies, Mm -hmm. but one soul. It's absolute harmony, love in its ultimate form. Um, You know, it's it's very rare, very rare to to have those five-star relationships. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, you know, it could be my partner, um, mm-hmm. you know, Nick, or it could be some of my friends that I've had mm-hmm. of the same sex that you kind of feel that same harmony with each other. 
Oh, absolutely. The same. I, I was in um, a band for 10 years. And so I was bound by music to, to four other, um, you know, sweaty, smelly dudes, but four other really great people. And because we shared a music, it was like we shared a language that nobody else spoke but us like there were other people that kind of spoke the same language of us and they were in our circle and they would you know be at the gigs and they would be you know the other musicians that we would hang out with but us five spoke this language that only we could speak you know and we would get together two three nights a week to speak it and it was just like, that's a really, really powerful connection. And even though we're not doing that anymore, I mean, we still keep in contact and we're still very close, even though we've kind of spread out all over the place and we're not, um, some of us don't even live in the same state. We're not together anymore, but it's just, um, there's still a connection there that's really undeniable. That's awesome. Four stars relationships. You have a clear view of what you learned in previous lives, and you know why you are on earth this time. You can recognize the mission in another person's life. What you have with that person is a sense of security, a sense of freedom to flourish, and you stimulate each other to give the best of you that you have to give, and you usually have important life lessons to learn together. And this is not necessarily easy or fun. So you can also experience a tremendous loss together or go through a terrible crisis. And the important thing is that you deeply respect and trust each other, that you enrich each other's lives, and that the other person makes you feel seen and understood. Oh, wow. And that's only four stars? That's only four stars. <laughs> I feel like that's <laughs> I feel like I'm in the four star area. You know, I feel like there's yeah. definitely some past life stuff that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. So here's three stars. This mm-hmm. is a group of souls that end up meeting each other throughout life and fortify each other. You can think of it as a spiritual affinity. So people feel a profound connection and have a strong sense of knowing each other. And there can also be this friction that clashes or downright serious conflicts um, that happen there. So okay. what do you think about uh, three-star relationships? Um, well, I, th- I mean, that's interesting because there's still the connection. I was just trying to, like, as you were saying that, like, obviously I'm thinking about our relationship, but I'll tell you what I think at the end. But like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody that, like, we were in a very close cohort at school. And I feel like we were all very, very connected with one another there. And that because we were, Mm, again well I mean we were all there for the same or similar reasons like we were all studying the same thing so I I feel like there was um a connection there with us that was very much um supportive and I I would almost say like a four because I don't really feel like there was much conflict like a like a three would have um that we were all very supportive of one another and all kind of on the same path and very protective Mm -hmm. (laughs) of, of one another in a way that, um, what was, what I found really interesting when we left, you know, there were other cohorts, there were other people there studying the same thing that we were studying, but because we were all together in one, um, 
I absolutely did not feel that close to, I mean, we befriended people from the other cohorts and they're wonderful people, but that closeness that we had in our um, circle, the 15 of us, you know, it just really felt our language that we spoke in our, our little click. And then even larger, I do see that in our field. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And I, and I, conflict is important. Like, I think that it's, it's a healthy thing to have conflict mm-hmm. and it's what helps us grow and learn. So I can see, I guess, as you're reading through these, I see, um, something expanding. So I see my circle expanding. So five relationships I can think of, you know, uh, very few people. And then four relationships, I'm like, uh, or four star relationships, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can see a little, you know, a small community of people that I love. And threes, I see, you know, it just kind of expands. Okay, there's more of those people. Mm-hmm. And so then what's a two star? I'm sure that you're, you've got more, right? I don't have more. I don't oh, have like okay. really two and one. Um you know, I, I just assume kinda, a one is just other people. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, know. you know, they're just the acquaintances. And, yeah. You know, I think of the one and two as temporary people that just kind of, you know, come and go, or perhaps you've grown and you have a boundary that, you know, that that doesn't work inside your inner circle. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that, you know, it's not someone that you're going to walk your path with. Right. Right. Um, because you have different, different purposes and different goals in life. No, I can, I can see that too. I can see that too. That's really interesting. So as you were reading four, uh-huh. because even though five, I was impressed with, I guess I was just kind of expecting it to be everything for the five star. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the four, I was like, oh, that's really great as well. And I was like, you know, cause I was thinking about our relationship and I'm like, oh, I definitely, um, if I was reserving the five star just for, you know, like my husband kind of situation, um, I think I would consider you definitely a four star friend as far as the, you know what I mean? Like we're, we support one another. We have common goals. We're close in professionally and socially. And so I, I yeah. see all of that. I almost like, what was the difference between four and five again? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what was the difference there? Except yeah. that, you know, I don't know. I uh, have that romantic relationship with Tom. So I suppose that's where he gets the extra point. Yeah. Well, you have this, you know, you're doing life together, right? You have the same, you have a right. family mission that you're, mm-hmm. you're recognizing there. And, um, you definitely have the same ideals and values that you want to raise your children with. And, um, mm-hmm. you're functioning as one, two bodies, but one soul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I like that, that, that works. But yeah, yeah, when thinking about, you know, like our mission and our goal and, and those of, you know, in our little inner circle, um, as far as like the trust and the, the joy when someone else succeeds, you know, and the support, I think it's a yeah, big part I, of soulmates. I, I think those three-star relationships with conflict, you know, it teaches us about ourselves and how to manage that conflict. So, you know, those clashes give us opportunities to learn different perspectives, to challenge our beliefs. 
And, um, you know, I, I still think they have value. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's the other thing is one of the bigger things that I think you could take away from that too, is the, um, the learning, the discernment between, um, maintaining the relationship despite conflict and, or stepping away if something is not healthy because of the conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, we've, we've spoken about this before, but when I think about my circle of friends, you know, I have a few friends who, um, face to face and on the phone and, and as a connection, we are similar and we share a lot of similar values. Um, but in bigger pictures and broader strokes and, you know, politically and, um, then we're very, very different and it's just really different. It's, it's really interesting, you know, I choose to love them anyway, <laughs> and I'm mm -hmm. sure that they choose to love me anyway, um, even though we have these things that seem so very different. If we sit down and talk about um, what may seem like divisive topics, we almost always end up on the same page with things, or even if we don't, we can very openly respect the other person's point of view. Yeah. Um, which I think is, is, I guess that's kind of the ultimate goal is whether you can sit with disagreement and still be okay. Yeah. So there are people that you can have civility com com uh, conversations with and kind of practice mm -hmm. that and grow. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I think, think is that's, awesome. Yeah. I think that's more and more um, kind of where we, the, the direction that we need to move in just societal wise. Like we know mm -hmm. it's there. Like our, our founding fathers and our country, but even just in general, you know, th this is a place for everyone and we're, you know, it's just whether or not the dialogue and conversation allows you to be accepting of everyone. Like it's okay to be different. It's okay to have different values and um, ideals, but can you sit with that conflict and still, um, how did you put it? <laughs> still, you well, can you still to, uh, can you still listen yeah. can you still communicate can and you respect yeah mm -hmm. have your can you have your viewpoint challenged and not feel as though it's a personal attack right right and to not be threatened or and or judged mm -hmm. you know other way just just being um present with this is the thing without it being a judging situation either way yeah, I, I personally find those conversations really interesting. I do but too. I, you know, because I'm just like, interesting. All right. Now, what about this? And what about that? And I hadn't thought about that, you know. And so mm -hmm. I, I really um, find those stimulating. But I know for some people, it can be quite uncomfortable. Sure. Sure. Well, I think it can be hard for people to disagree without closure. Do you, do you know what I mean? To, to disagree and to say, I disagree with you, but that doesn't, you know, there, it doesn't have to be right or wrong or black and white. The, right. the duality, again, the, the idea circling back around to two halves of something for right. it to be whole. Yeah. You know, the idea that, that both, what is the, the third way <laughs> or that both exist and both are true. Mm-hmm. Well, you can still have that sense of connection, right? Just because mm -hmm. you disagree on a topic doesn't mean that you think less of that person. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And same the other way around. Yeah. 
There's an artist, there's an artist, Jean Marc Vallée, who plays with this theme in his film called Café de Florence. And his film shows how hard it can be if people um, who feel like kindred spirits become separated and that you can transcend the whole idea. So that might be something fun to to explore a little yeah, bit more. I feel like I've heard of that before. I think I want to look into that. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of our take-home opinion here today is that all people and animals are each other's soulmates. So in short, everyone is your soulmate. All 7 billion Aww. people on this planet, plus the countless billions that once lived and will live in the future. You're a kindred spirit to everything that lives, the entire universe, all the stars and the planets. And you, when you feel complete, you have united the masculine, the feminine in your own souls, and you value all your relationships. So whether it's a five-star or a three-star, we all can live together in peace and love. I love that. That is beautiful. Oh, well, what do you think, Courageitarians? Do you think that, uh, as Kim has said, soulmates are, we are all one, and we are all soulmates with one another? Or is it just, is your philosophy that there is just that one person out there and one person only? I'd love to hear from you. Again, you know, like we said, there's no judgment. There's no right or wrong. We love to hear different sides of things uh give us a shout out on all things where the lotus grows on social media or email us at info at where the lotus grows thank you so much for such a great topic today kim and thank you courageitarians for listening we'll catch you next time bye thank you for listening to where the lotus grows join us in further conversations we believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community you can find us at where the lotus grows.com where the Lotus grows on Instagram and Facebook or Twitter, where the Lotus G1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical integrative health, body work or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.